Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and uh, we're back, baby, we're back. I realized the last two episodes actually recorded without the, the Yeti mic that I have. It was actually plugged in, but I didn't have the settings on correct, so there's a little bit of fuzzy background noise, and it was like really, really quiet for some reason. That was why. Guys, today's episode is going to be part one of a six-part series. I'm going to be launching these episodes every Wednesday. We're going to be walking through this six-part series of how to start a lawn care business that can do six figures in your teens, and I'm going to walk you guys through it pretty quickly. But there's really six main main episodes and main points that I got to make. And the first one is, is today, we're going to go over branding, mindset, expectations, and the elephant in the room, parents. So we're going to go over all that stuff today. Uh, next week on Wednesday, we're going to do the equipment episode. Then we're going to do marketing. We're going to do legal and tax. We're going to do employees. And then we're just going to do like a miscellaneous other one of all the stuff that I didn't quite touch. And we're just going to kind of go through it all. Um, and, we're, and we're gonna walk through budgets and, and how much you should be spending on starting this and personal development. Just to let you know, Mondays are interviews, Wednesdays are gonna be those series episodes, and then Friday's just gonna be miscellaneous solo episodes. We're gonna do fun stuff. We're gonna talk about uh, questions that you guys have for me, Some uh, probably some client horror stories thrown in there too, just for fun. All right, I'm gonna jump right into this. We got uh, number one, of, uh, and that's gonna be branding. So make a brand. Um, the first thing that we obviously have to talk about is you actually have to come up with a name for your business which is fun but it's also not fun at the same time because sometimes it can it can be a little bit stressful you're like ah i don't want to end up with the wrong name and i do have to say the name is actually pretty important let me tell you why because this is this is like i said it's an integral part of your brand when people hear the name of your company they're going to think of you when they hear the name of your company they're going to think of whatever you stand for whether you use electric power tools and equipment and all that jazz or maybe whether you are known for your super high quality, or maybe you're just known for being the kid in the neighborhood. Your name is going to become synonymous with the brand that you want to build and work hard to build using things like maybe a magnet on the side of your vehicle or your lawnmower, uh, social media, yard signs if you decide to go that route, and, and just like maybe maybe you got t-shirts, maybe you got hats, whatever, whatever merch you got as well. So naming your company, I'm gonna give you guys a couple of ideas for what you should be, what you should be doing with a name. Uh, I would recommend this highly do not do this because I see it a lot and I know there's going to be some guys listening who, yes, your name is actually the name of your business. So people, for example, maybe their last name, landscaping. For, so for me, it'd be Nguyen, that's how you say my last name, Nguyen Landscaping Incorporated. Okay, that's not going to be worth very much money if I ever wanted to sell it, if I ever wanted to sell it. If it was called something like uh, Pinnacle Landscaping, uh, I'm sure that's actually someone's name, or um, The Motivated Landscaping, um, or I could do my area, maybe Finger Lakes Landscaping, which is pretty broad because there's a lot of Finger Lakes and all that jazz. But maybe you could find something more local. You could do, um, uh, let's just say you're in North Syracuse or East Syracuse or West or I don't think there's a South, but <laughs> you know, you're in East Syracuse or East Syracuse Landscaping. Uh, or you even name it something even better than that. You name it something like Pinnacle or Lakeview. Or you could name it um, Cleaner Cuts or uh, Budget Cuts or, or something like that. You can name your, something, your company something that will, that will grow. And don't, and don't take your first initials. I know a lot of people do that. They're like, um, you know, me and my brother. So it's like, um, I'm Caleb and my brother's Oliver. So I do... Caleb and Oliver Landscaping or CO Landscaping or CNO or ONC or, or whatever landscaping or lawn care or lawn maintenance or whatever it is. And that's never going to be sellable. Nobody's going to ever want to buy that. But guys, do not name 
your business, your name, your first name, your last name, your initials, don't do it. If you ever wanna sell, it's gonna be terrible. You wanna create a brand, like I said, and you don't wanna be changing your name up all the time because even if you change your name, so the name of my company is Yellow Hat Mowers. Uh, it's very, very straightforward. It's very easy to brand, obviously. Uh, is that Yellow Hat Mowers? Yes, yeah, they're wearing the yellow hats and they maybe we drive yellow lawnmowers or and we always wear yellow hats and we always wear light gray shirts. You know, light gray shirts work great. The, the dirt doesn't show up on them like a white shirt, but it's a lighter color, so the sun does not get absorbed in, into it, uh, so it's not as hot. And so you want to create that brand. You don't want to have um, a name for your company that's just like, I don't know, like I said, don't use your last name, don't use your first name. Build that brand so because the brand is actually something that's going to build value in your company if you ever want to sell it. And either way, it's also going to build you recognition. And when people think of your company, like I said, they've got to think of what you want them to think of. Maybe you're go green. Maybe you're super high quality. Don't go low price. Don't, don't be tempted to do that. But yeah, find something that you can identify with. Get your logo in order. Figure out, do I want to wear light gray t-shirts and orange hats? What do I want to do? Don't spend too much money right in the beginning, but create a brand. Create a brand that goes beyond, hey, this is Caleb's lawn mowing business. Yeah, oh, Caleb's lawn mowing business. Jake's lawn mowing business. Tim's lawn mowing business. Dave's lawn mowing business. Listen, that's not a scalable name. And if you ever decide that you want to step away from being on the job site, everyone will always ask, where's Jake? Where's Dave? Where's Caleb? Where are these guys? And, you're, and your employees are going to be like, um, he's in Florida, chilling out. And then they're like, oh well, I don't feel as good about this company, you know, like, or whatever it is, create less barriers between you and your potential clients and naming it after yourself, it could be potentially one of those. Okay, I've spent a little bit too much time here on making a brand, but yes, logos, social media, magnets on the side of your vehicles. Um, so again, social media, yard signs, uh, just, just basic stuff, guys. Build a brand, build an image, come up with a solid name, put up those social media, do the yard signs if you want to. Definitely put magnets on your lawnmower or your truck. You know, have kind of a standard uniform and go for it. Build a brand, become known for something. All right, number two we're going to get into is mindset. So this one I could talk about for a very, very long time, but this is really important when you're starting out. Because my, my mindset in the beginning, my motivation in the beginning was competition. Because I was always just kind of a loser when I was a kid. I was just like not good at sports and that was kind of a big deal to me. You know, I wasn't very good at wrestling. I, I'm not like super aggressive when it comes to that stuff. Bodily, like I will not climb trees very high. I, I, I hate heights. I don't like swimming places where there might be large fish like sharks in the water. You know, I'm kind of afraid of that stuff. Whereas a lot of the, the kids that I would hang out with, maybe they're older than me, they've already gotten over it. Or they're just crazy kids breaking their bones all the time, doing backflips off of swing sets and this crazy stuff. I'm like, it's just not me. So I was just kind of not very, not that I'm, I wasn't competitive. I was obviously very competitive, but I just was not, I didn't have any good skills. My, neither of my parents are especially athletic. I can't handle them too much, but they just, they just were not. That wasn't us. That wasn't my parents. So I definitely did not get any of those, those, uh, those genetics. And so I was motivated by uh, competition. I wanted to beat all of, all of my friends. And then I, I, I gotta say, I, I kind of did. Now that, that sounds kind of mean, like, in my mind, though, like I had more money, I had more kind of success, I had more going for me, I knew where I wanted to go, and that was what I was looking for. I was looking to, to beat them at something that I could win at, uh, not not looking to fight them on their own turf, but to, to come to my turf and say, I'm going to win at something that's actually more important than being good at sports, and that's having you know a financial future and having a business 
and going for that. Uh, maybe another one for you is fear. Another one that, and this drives me now more than the, the competition thing because I've already kind of sort of won in my own head. I know that sounds like, kind of sounds mean, but fear. Fear of becoming someone who's mediocre. Fear of becoming that guy who drives, you know, a Honda Civic and he sleeps on his mom's couch and he just, eat, you know, eats pizza every night, likes to eat ice cream, slightly overweight, doesn't work out, it's not in shape, you know, just kind of chasing girls, playing video games, scrolling on TikTok, doing that. I'm just, I'm afraid of becoming that. And I'm not even just afraid of that. I'm afraid of becoming a nine to five. I'm afraid of a six figure income a year and a white picket fence. And, you know, being married with two kids and, and going to church on a Sunday. Like, I'm scared of just doing that. I want to do something really big. And that, that kind of pushes me. Maybe you're just afraid of becoming, maybe your, your parents are have an addiction or your grandparents did. Or maybe they just don't have money. They're very poor people. They, don't, they, they can barely get by. And you're like, I don't want to live like that. And just to let you guys know, you have to be the one to break the curse. Because if you don't break the curse, one of your kids has to. And if one of your kids doesn't, then it's just going to continue and continue. And it's a generational thing of like people who don't have money and they can't do things with their lives because, you know, they're so restricted by money or they're working because they're, maybe they're working so many hours or maybe physically your health isn't that good. And so you want to be able to, you know, invest in your health better, you know, eat healthier foods, be able to, to have the time to go to the gym and not just be working all the time, whatever it is, whatever that fear is, maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anger. Maybe maybe somebody told you that you couldn't do it. Maybe you're 12 years old and someone told you that you were a loser and a failure and that you would never amount to anything. Maybe they were a rich kid. Maybe they were that rich parent who said you're never going to amount to something and you want to go out there and you want to prove them wrong and you're kind of angry. That's great. And use that motivation. Find that. Go chase that. But on a little bit of a twist, I, I do want to mention there that once you reach that, you're going to lose your motivation and you're going to have to find something else. So keep that in mind. I'm going to give an example. Um, I am kind of sort of friends with this guy that I worked with. His name is Greg. Some of the listeners to the podcast will know Greg. Maybe even Greg's listening. Hey, Greg, if you're listening. Uh, we were texting back and forth one evening, and I kind of messed up like a math problem. I can't even remember what it was. And he just absolutely roasted me out for it. He's like, you know, later he's like, no, I wasn't roasting you, man. You just got it wrong and all this stuff. And... I was throwing different stuff at him. I was like, you don't even know what this is. You don't know what a GL is. You don't even know. He's like, general ledger, it's this, it's that. Boom, boom, boom. And he just knocked me down. He knocked me down. He knew all this technical stuff. And I was like, I thought I had this over him. And I was like, okay, you know what? We're done here. I'm done. I was just mad because the guy, you know, his parents do well for him. His dad does very well for himself. His dad's a super chill, great guy. You know, nothing against his dad. He got like a, a couple $20,000 snowmobiles and they go snowmobiling and he drives an Audi and his mom has a new car and... Nice place, dirt bikes, this, that, the other thing. I used to work with him at Wegmans at a grocery store where I worked. And I was just like, I was just upset because I was like, I don't know this. Like, he probably even knows more than me. And I run a business and I and I want to have something that I can be without reproach. That, that they can't just say, oh, well, you're just, you're just a loser. And, and you don't have a snowmobile. You don't have a dad who has all this stuff. And you don't get to have these fun experiences. And, you know, I'm not going to get back to your text and, and all this other stuff, right? And I used, I used that as a motivator. And every single day for 45 minutes, I took the most technical book off my shelf. And it's actually right here. Uh, it's called Small Time Operators, the 15th edition. It's by Bernard B. Kamaroff. And this is where I learned a lot of the legal stuff that I know today. And I'm actually pretty smart about the legal stuff. And you'll, you'll see that when we get to that episode. Um, but I'm pretty good at the legal stuff. Not amazing at the tax stuff getting there. But I learned a lot of the legal stuff because I read that book front to back 
it's a huge thick book. I'm gonna let me let me get back off the shelf. So it's a it's probably let me see how many pages it is. It's it's 250 pages, but this thing is like smaller mid, middle of the road print, but it's like a big big book. Like uh, what is this? This is probably a, a 24 by 18 maybe. It's a it's a big book. It's a big thick book, and I read that thing cover to cover. Super technical, There's nothing that I wanted to hear, nothing interesting, nothing sexy, nothing telling me about all these different ways that I can do stuff and, and my mindset and all this stuff. It wasn't that. But I sat down and I read that. And that, that anger, that frustration, it fueled me to finish that book. And now I know a lot of stuff that he probably doesn't know. And it's not that I remember all that, but it, it was something that I used to do something constructive that really helped my business. Another thing might be money. Like I said, money, your family never had it. So you want to have it or, or this is kind of sort of a motivation for me. Now, mom and dad, I know you listen to every single podcast, which is kind of odd, which is kind of odd. I can't say anything mean about mom and dad on here. Otherwise I'll be sleeping out on the street tomorrow. Mom and dad are laughing while they listen to this, but, uh, maybe, maybe it's a girl. Maybe you just want to impress somebody. I mean, I think of it this way. Who, who, who's the, what's the kind of girl that I want to go out with? Does she want to go out with a guy like me? Like what kind of guy does she dream of going out with? Let me become that. I don't think she's dreaming of going out with the guy who drives a, a rusty Honda Civic, lives on his mom's couch, eats pizza, plays video games, and, and you know, all this other stuff, and, and scrolls on TikTok or whatever. She She's not interested in that. She, she might be more interested in a guy who's 20 years old, running a million-dollar-a-year business, really chasing after God, serving the church, finding time for family, but building a business, and is motivated and cares and loves other people. You know, that maybe that's something else. You know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to motivate you, but you need to sit down and you need to figure out because there's going to be days that you hate it. I mean, there are days nearly every day. There's some point in every day that I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm sick of this. I want to quit. I'm done. There are days that, that feel like that. And they're more often than the days that I'm like, life's good. I'm just chilling. It's more often that I'm upset and frustrated that than not. So you need to find something to get through that. With with, with what comes with the mindset as well is is consume quality content. This is a pretty decent podcast, if I do say so myself. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit on that one. Um, some other good ones in lawn care. Um, my man Brian Fullerton, over at Fullerton Unfiltered Podcast. Go check him out. Green Grind with Corey Baller. That's another good one. Uh, what else is there? Paul Jamison. I I think it's called the Green Industry Podcast. There's a couple of good ones out there. I mostly listen to Brian Fullerton, a little bit of Corey Ballard, a little bit of Paul Jamison here and there. And then I'll actually listen to guys who are who are beyond this because I understand that, that lawn care and landscaping is only a phase of my life. I'm going to go do real estate. I'm going to go start another business, and I could get into the nitty-gritty with that, but my mind is beyond this, and it's it's going to something else. And so I'm going to consume content that down the road is really going to come in handy. So I'll listen to uh, Ryan Pineda, Ed Milet, a little bit of Grant Cardone, Alex I think his name is Hormozy. Thrown in there. Uh, what? Else, who else is there? There's a couple of other guys. Uh, I listen to Gary V a little bit. Um, kids, probably not a good idea to listen to Gary V. There's some a um, little bit of cursing going on there, but there's some good stuff out there, guys. And, and including on Instagram, Facebook, if you're on those platforms, TikTok, if you're on there, you're crazy Chinese stealing your information. But not gonna hand on you too much. Consume quality content uh, wherever you go, wherever whatever social media platform, wherever you're getting your stuff. You gotta consume quality content that's gonna take you to the next level in life. Building constructive habits. Now, I, I learned this from my boy, Ed Milet, his book, The Power of One More. Uh, I'm reading that right now, I'm about halfway through. And I was reading through that, and I was, I was kind of like in a period where I was just like, I was just tired, and I just didn't have energy, and I just didn't feel like doing another day. I was just like, oh, this is exhausting. And then I read this, and he says, um, 
he talks about how the only way that you can get past pain points is by creating habits that become so ubiquitous that even when you're in pain and you just have to zone out and you can't be focusing on your long-term vision, that your habits will get you to your vision. Like for example, every day I do 300 crunches. I work out for, I get, get a workout in every day, so I'm between 30 and 60 minutes. Uh, what's another one? I, I read books for 30 minutes a day. I have to listen to one podcast a day. And I just have these standards that I have to do every day. 15 minutes of devotions, church every Sunday, this, that, the other thing. And it's just like every single day, every single week, every single month, whatever those habits are that I've laid out, I have to do them. And so when I'm in pain, whenever, you know, those mean clients call me, you know, I can just go into that place, my place where I just listen to a podcast, where I just listen, read a book for 30 minutes, where I bang out my 300 crunches, where I do this, where I do my that, and it doesn't matter. And I could just, the days that I don't feel motivated, it doesn't matter. It's a habit now. Um, the, another one is, is take a break once in a while. It is good to take a break. I have to admit it. It is nice sometimes to just watch YouTube for fun and not be like, I need to learn new things that can increase the profit of my business. You know, it's, it's fun to be like, oh, look at that jet. Look at that car. Strad man. I love the chat, man. This content's a little bit wild. The man always makes me laugh every time I'm watching one of his videos. That's what I'll do uh, a lot of YouTube. Uh, but w while you're building this up, maybe you're 13 or 14, maybe your work ethic isn't all there and you kind of know that. You're just sitting here like, I don't know if I want to listen to the rest of this podcast, kind of getting boring, blah, blah, blah. I want you just to stop. And I want you to think to yourself, what do you think it takes to get what you dream of? Whether that's a Lamborghini, whether that is the most beautiful wife ever, whether that is a family of your own, whether that's a mega mansion, whether that's giving away millions of dollars, feeding kids in Africa, whatever that is, just think. Just think. If you can't finish this podcast, if you can't go out and push your lawnmower around, if you can't take the next step, you are never, ever, ever going to achieve your dreams. So you got to start somewhere, and this is a good place to start. Mowing lawns, put in the grind, get it done. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to learn what hard work is. There's gonna be some days, some jobs where you underbid the job. You actually lose money and you waste a bunch of time. You're like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? And you just need to say, I'm gonna be a man of my word and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna finish the job. And, I'm, and I've learned from that mistake and I will never, ever, ever do that again. And I will always bid higher and I will always ask for the money that I'm worth. And if it's mowing for the year and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm not making money on this property. Every single time I go over, I'm losing five, 10 bucks. You know, you call them up, you say, hey, I got it wrong. We do an extra five, 10 bucks and I break even for the year. Next year, we, we get it, we get it all set up better and, and have integrity with that. And, and like I said, just learn to work hard because that is the basis of everything. So I'm almost done with mindset here, guys. Like I said, I could take a, talk about it forever. You need to create a vision. What kind of house you want? What kind of car you want? What kind of wife you want? What kind of life you want? What kind of lifestyle you want? What kind of, you want a boat? You want snowmobiles? What do you get into? UTVs? Whatever your thing is, find your thing, find your vision and go get it. Figure out what kind of house you want. Cars, toys family, lifestyle, everything. Figure it out. Go on the Lamborghini site. Look at how much that Lambo costs. Figure it out. Do some numbers. Create a vision for yourself. Create a vision for yourself that's going to keep you motivated. Uh, like I said, I could talk all day with this stuff. So we're going to move on to number three. Number three, I know we're coming up on 22 minutes here or 23 minutes here. Number three is expectations. So here's what I want you guys to do while you're doing your business. Uh, maybe, maybe some of you guys are, are 13, you're listening. First off, what in the world? You're 13, you're listening to this? This is crazy. Uh, kudos to you. You're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it. But if you're 13, I'm going to kind of lay out this plan. And it's, it's kind of a four-year plan. And this four-year plan, at the end of the four-year plan, you're going to have so much money, you're not even going to know what to do with it. Now, maybe you're 18 and you're like, well, I'm going to be 22. And I'm going to be just graduating college. Or maybe I, I skipped college and I don't know what to do. And this, I think this could be my thing. Great. 
You're gonna be making great money. You're gonna be well on the path to success. You're gonna be well on the path to building, you know, a substantial company. Don't worry about it. Whether you're here, you know, in your early 20s or you're in your early teens, this is gonna work for you guys. I put it out in a four-year plan, but obviously if you are 18, it's gonna happen a little bit faster for you. You probably have your driver's license. You might even have a car. You probably have more contacts. Legally, you can do your own thing. Uh, there's just the door opens and mentally you can take a lot more. You're probably a little bit more motivated than when than when you were 13 at you know at 18 verse 13 or 21 verse 18, you know. And if you're not, you need to work on it. Like I said, the podcast, create a vision, do all that stuff. Um, so year one, I need to say um, an expectation, and I'm gonna repeat this in basically every podcast that I talk about with the uh, you know the six part series. Year one, you're just looking for 10 to 15 clients. It's very doable. You can do it for next to nothing. This is gonna get your feet off the ground. Maybe if you're like, okay, well, I'm 18. Okay, more do more towards 15. Totally cool. Totally fine. Go get it. Um, and we're gonna talk about how much it costs to kind of get get those 10 to 15 clients and, and what that looks like in another episode. So again, subscribe, hit the notifications. Uh, but the first year, you get 10 to 15 clients and you make you probably make between $6,000 and $12,000. I know that's a pretty big range, but realistically, if you're 13 years old and you make 6,000 bucks in a year, Bro, you're killing it. Like, you're absolutely killing the game. But here's what you need to do with the first year. You can't be going off and spending 5000 of those dollars on a concert. You need to save and you need to reinvest. That's going to be the biggest thing is reinvest in high-quality equipment. The first year, you might not be able to afford commercial weed whackers and leaf blowers. So at the end of the year, um, or sometime during the year, I recommend sometime during the year, as soon as you get the money, go buy those. Go get the upgrade. Go use it. Uh, and so get con- get uh, equipment that you can grow into. And we'll talk more about equipment in another one, but you're gonna wanna reinvest like 90%, 90% of your profit. So let's say you made $6,000 and uh, like costs this year to run it, uh, you know, like all your expenses and everything is like $2,000 including startup costs. So you have $4,000. Well, you could go out and with that $4,000 next year, you could buy a zero turn. You could buy a wagon to go behind in the zero turn. You could buy commercial whackers and blowers. You could buy new shirts, you could do all your advertising, and you could have money set aside, have a little bit of working capital, right? Maybe you do a little bit extra. Maybe you do that seven or eight thousand dollars. Well, great. You've just given yourself another one or two thousand dollars to either play with or go spend on fun things, right? Because in your first year you're like, oh my goodness, save every dime? What? But if you're doing eight or nine thousand or ten thousand or eleven thousand or even, or God forbid, twelve thousand dollars, I'm gonna tell you right now, you can either increase this the growth of your company. Or you can go spend it on fun stuff. Maybe you want that $600 pair of shoes. I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe you're a Louboutin guy. Maybe Gucci guy. I don't know what your deal is. Uh, maybe Jordans. I don't know. But if, you're made, if you made 12 grand in your first year and you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever, maybe even 13, and you made 12 grand and you're already going to reinvest in a zero turn for the next year, a nice, nice, a decent zero turn and a trailer and a this and that, and you already have everything planned out and you have extra money, Great, go ahead and buy those things. Maybe if you know you're gonna have extra money by the end of the year, you say, you know, halfway through the year, I'm gonna buy the Jordans, I'm gonna buy the gold watch, I'm gonna go on that vacation, I'm gonna spend a couple hundred bucks on an RC car or whatever you wanna reward yourself with. That's year one. You wanna reinvest a lot of your money, and the more money you make, the less of that money that you have to reinvest. Like you can, you can, you can play with some of it. Year two is again growth. So you're gonna to wanna to do 2x or 2.5x. So maybe if you had 10 before, that's 20. If it's two and a half, um, if you're doing two and a half X, it's 25. Or if you already have the 15, you know, that could be 30. Or it could be 40 new clients, like 40 clients. And you're going to make between probably $12,000 and $30,000. Yes, you can make $30,000 off of 40 clients. Not 
you know, not super difficult, especially, like I said, if you're 18 or 19, you have a driver's license, you go do like landscaping things, bring a little bit of mulch here and there. Maybe you got a riding, like that you have a riding mower, you drive it down to Home Depot and you get bags of mulch and you lay mulch for people and you have good high quality equipment. Maybe you got an employee, maybe two employees and you go and you just crush it that year, right? Anywhere between, you do anywhere between 12 grand and 30 grand. 12 grand is very conservative if you're just like, it's just kind of a side thing, like two, three days a week. I just don't want to think about it a whole lot. I want to build this on the side, but I want to enjoy, you know, my childhood. I hear that people say this a lot. I personally, it doesn't make sense for me. I just want to go and become an adult and crush it as an adult. But if you want to do that, you want to enjoy yourself a little bit, you want to hang out with mom and dad. Maybe you guys go to the lake house every weekend. Maybe you're one of those people. So clearly money's not motivating you, but, or maybe it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But you want to, you want to have a little bit more free time. So you only do 12 grand the next year. Or maybe you bust your butt and you say, listen, my, my, my parents have nothing. They're not going to give it to me. We're not going on vacation. Um, we're not going on a road trip. We can't afford that. I'm going to grind it out. And I'm going to make that 30 grand that year. And what, I'm, what you guys are going to do at the end of the year is you're going to reinvest 50% of your profits. Right? You make 30 grand in a year. I can pretty comfortably say that you probably made caps 20 grand um, out of the 30 grand. If you made um, you know, 12 grand, you probably kept 9, 10 grand. Go ahead and the next year, you're gonna to wanna to buy a truck, just a full-fledged truck. If you haven't already done it, maybe do it halfway through the year if you can afford to. You have that money that you're sitting on, the cash, and you already, like I said, you already have the blowers. Maybe you don't have a mower already that's gonna work at a commercial level and, and work at a really, really intense pace that you're gonna you're gonna enter into as you build your company. And then what I want you on, want you to do, spend 25% on yourself or save it or stick it in, you know, an IRA. Maybe you're into that kind of stuff, the long-term investment stuff. But I want to see you to take 25% of that profit. So 50% reinvest. 25% do whatever you want with it. 25% I want you to spend on personal development. That means courses, coaching calls. Figure out what you want to do with your future and start spending money on it. You want to learn how to analyze real estate deals? Go to Bigger Pockets and, and get in on their pro membership. Uh, Bigger Pockets, I think it's real estate or whatever, go in, get in on their pro thing, use their calculator, analyze deals all day, every day. Think about the deals you want. Think about how much money you want to save up for that. You know, like whatever you want to do, flip cars. I don't like, like get coaching on how to do different things. Maybe you want to be a sneaker broker. Maybe you want to do these things. And the course is like two grand. And you're like, it's a lot of money, but that's personal development. Okay. Cause I hear a lot of times people are like long-term investments, S and P 500, stick your money in there, blah, blah, blah. Let's say you stick that thousand dollars in there and you make your hundred bucks, you know, a year annually with interest. What more would you been, have been able to make if you had invested that thousand dollars and bought a course? Listen, go buy the course. Okay. I'm thinking about maybe doing a course or something of that nature. It's probably not going to be a thousand bucks, but even if it were, listen guys, it is an investment in you and your company. And you are going to make so much more money on top of that, that it is ridiculous. Spend that 25% of personal development. Uh, year three, two to two, to two and a half X again. Maybe you can three X your business, triple the size of your business. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but you should, you'll be looking at probably 24 grand to 70 grand. That's a pretty big spread. So if you're just chilling, you're taking it easy, you make 24 grand in your third year. Maybe you started when you were 15, now you're 16, 17, you're 17 years old, 25 grand. You're like, dude, I'm chilling. I'm just chilling, man. Like a part-time job's gonna make me, you know, 10 grand in a year, working all year. This one, I only have to work six months. I spent all winter skiing, or I spent all winter doing snowmobile fights, or driving my ratty snowmobile, or just hanging out with buds, you know, or, or whatever, hanging out with girls, I don't know. You know, and you're only at 25 grand, your third year, whatever. Maybe you've been busting your butt, you're at 70 grand. Boom, you guys, are, <laughs> that's pretty crazy, you're at 70 grand, good job. And what you're gonna do, after this year, during this year, you're gonna reinvest 50%, like I said, and you're gonna spend 25% on personal development. 
Now you have more money. Maybe you go to a, a conference. Maybe you go to um, a Quip Expo in, in um, what is that? I, I can't remember what, where it is. It's not Nashville, Tennessee. It's, I think it's Louisiana, Louisiana, Kentucky. Yes, I think it's Louisiana, Kentucky. And you go there and you check out the latest metal. You do a couple coaching courses or you go to uh, Launchpreneur Academy Live or you go to, I think, Mike Andy's. Um, who's another like lawn care landscaping podcast guy. He, maybe he has a conference and you go to these conferences and you learn these things and you network and you do that, you spend money on that. Or maybe you're going into real estate, you go to a real estate conference. Maybe you're going into, uh, I don't know, hedge funds. You go to a, a fun a fun conference, you know, or um, you want to flip houses and you go to a, a house flipping seminar and you pay money to go there and you do your personal development thing. Now you've got more money to throw around with that. You're buying books. You know, you're paying to get into the room with these smart people so that you can build um, because this investment is going to go beyond an investment in equipment at this point. It's going to be an investment in you mentally, and that's going to be huge. And then year four, again, two to two and a half X. So you're going to be making anywhere from 50 grand that year to 170 grand. So how you spend that money is up to you. If you want to reinvest, go buy another truck and build this thing, go for it. But remember to spend that 25% on personal development, especially if you are young and you can live with mom and dad where you don't have a lot of overhead because you're not married and don't have kids. And all you have to do is pay rent and maybe a car payment and your insurance and just basic stuff and you can afford to go do this stuff. Great, spend the 25%, do the personal development stuff. And now, listen, if you made 170 grand in the year and in profit you made 70, 80 grand, I don't know, like you can make more than that probably. If you go do that and you, you, know, you spend your 25%, I mean, it's 20 grand. You can get in the room with some pretty crazy people with 20 grand. You spend 20 grand on a, on a three-day you know, conference, whatever, you can get in the room with billionaires. Like You can spend that money and you can do that. How crazy is that? Just a little kid you know, going out there with your 20 grand. You can do that. You can, you can play that game for a couple of days. But beyond that, expectations for yourself. You know, What do you want to do with this? You want to buy a Porsche at age 18? You know, let's get this going. You want to go on crazy vacation to Hawaii you know, by yourself? Great, go for it. Um, you want to pay for your own college. College is pretty darn expensive. I'm not a big college guy. Maybe your your family's big into college and you don't want to go into debt. This could easily just pay for the whole thing and then still have money to, to have fun and have a good time while at college. And then you come back and you have this business. You're crushing it. You can sell or you can keep going or do whatever you want to do with it. Maybe you want your own place. You want an apartment or you want a house or whatnot. If you want to, like I said, add trucks, add teams, add all that stuff. It's an option too. All right. And then, and then, and then the fourth one, which is parents. Um, and this is kind of the elephant in the room, especially with the younger people. If you're over 18, parents is not a big thing unless you live with your parents. But if you are a minor, this is a huge thing. You're going to need to decide how legally involved do you want your parents? How long do you want to go under the table for? I did a lot of the legal registering under my own name. At age 17, that's not ideal because you're still a minor. And it's basically the same for an 8-year-old as it is for a 17-year-old. Like the, the rules are the same. The laws are the same. So it's, it's kind of difficult. I mean, you need to decide how legally involved you want your parents and how legally involved they're willing to be. If they're not willing to be almost legally involved at all, you're taking a risk there. Um, you kind of have to do it in your own name and, and shop around for insurance. And, and there's just there's a lot more involved there. And you need to be a lot smarter with it. Um, but also at the same time, it makes it so much easier because it's not like mom and dad are like, listen, son, you owe me something because legally it's under my name or whatever. And you just say, you have to get that figure, that stuff sussed out right in the beginning. You can, you can choose to go it alone and just do it your own way or you can get help from your parents. It's up to you. Either way, I'm not hating on you. Either way, my parents, they, they supported me. They showed up for me. They drove me out to, you know, look at a truck, uh, find zero turns, especially early in the year when I just didn't know what I was doing. They made sure I wasn't getting taken advantage of. I still did. Uh, which is another story for another day. 
but uh, they, they were kind of there for me and, and they didn't help they didn't necessarily like help me actively like help me besides with like paperwork stuff for like the vehicles but uh, they didn't they weren't they weren't handing me money or, or giving me their time to come work for me or, or, or anything like that I think it's about it for parents it's just kind of like you I, it needs to be said that parents are generally going to be a partner somehow some way so you got to figure out a way to make them happy and uh, make it happen so thank you guys so much for watching listening sorry listening to the podcast you guys can't see me um, the four points like I said, if you got to go back through it, you got to go back through it. Make a brand, mindset, expectations, parents. Those are really the big ones. I spent a lot of time on mindset because it's really, really important. Uh, part two is coming out next week. We're going to talk about equipment, which is going to be really exciting because equipment is always fun to talk about. Um, I am dropping a newsletter soon, and we're going to have a bunch of like exclusive interviews with some guys who are crushing in the industry. Maybe some exclusive videos with Danny. He's going to talk about how he got his high-end clients. Um, I know that's going to be a big topic that a lot of you guys are like, hmm, how do you get the huge houses? You know, once I get a zero zone, I want the huge houses. Um, where do you get nice places, wealthy people? You know, it's kind of cool to say, oh, I, I mowed this mansion's lawn. And also, they're willing to pay a little bit more as long as you do the quality. Um, so that newsletter is coming really, really soon once I get the, the website up and running as well. And before we leave, guys, subscribe, follow, turn on the notifications, leave us a review and rating down below. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace out, Girl Scouts.